Hello, my beautiful Woman Inc. listeners. It has been a minute. I've missed you guys so much. It has been such a nice holiday break. And even though I love recording this podcast, it's so nice to just take some time and recenter and come back to the mission behind this podcast. And we've been recording. We haven't taken a break from recording at all. And I have so many episodes already recorded that I can't even wait to show you guys starting this week with my guest. I can't wait to introduce. So before we get into that, as always, please message me, um, message Woman Inc., message me personally, and tell us the guests who you would love to have on Woman Inc. I want to hear from you guys. I want to know you guys. And I really want to know who you would love to hear from and hear their story. So make sure to always message us if you have someone in mind. Okay, let's get into it. I know my people are busy, as am I. I'm recording this currently in bed at like 11 o'clock at night and, you know, just getting it done like we do. So I'm so incredibly excited to introduce my guest this week, wellness guru and New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci. Dr. Kellyanne is a naturopathic physician and a certified nutrition consultant with over 20 years of clinical experience. She has been a concierge doctor for celebrities in New York, Los Angeles, and an expert in gut health and natural anti-aging. Hailed for the creation of the bone broth revolution, yes, like the bone broth revolution, Dr. Kellyanne's innovative programs have brought intermittent fasting, or mini fasting as she calls it, to the masses by incorporating the secret weapon of bone broth to a balanced diet. The brilliance of using bone broth along with its bounty of benefits when fasting has made it an accessible health and weight loss tool for countless people. Dr. Kellyanne came to realize the ancient power of collagen and bone broth to heal the gut and slow aging while studying biological medicine at the Marion Institute's Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland. By focusing her practice on a lifestyle that reverses inflammation, Dr. Kellyanne has helped thousands of individuals reduce belly fat and improve gut health to look and feel their best. This was such a powerful conversation of how Dr. Kellyanne built her own personal wellness business and how she became a leading voice in her space. I am obsessed with her go-getter energy and left this interview with so much motivation, you guys, like on another level of energy. She is so inspiring. Make sure to follow her on Instagram at Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci. I love following her. She has great wellness tips. And I know you guys will get a lot from following her. Now, let's get over to my conversation with Dr. Kellyanne. Welcome to the Woman Inc. podcast. This is the place for the new generation of women looking to lead the life of their absolute dreams. I'm your host, Jenna Toddy, entrepreneur, life coach, and strategist for modern businesswomen and entrepreneurs. I am a city girl, sriracha lover, and that friend who will hype you up when you forget how powerful you truly are. I am on a mission to make Women Inc. the most powerful network of women who are leveling up, owning what they want, and becoming who they've always wanted to be. Have you ever wondered what it would look like if you went all in on yourself? No turning back. If so, you are in the right place, my girl. Let's get started. 
Dr. Kellyanne Futurji, thank you so much for coming on. I am honored and very, very excited to speak with you. And I love speaking about this topic. So I am so thrilled to be here and just dish it all out. I love it. So first, I kind of want to cover two different perspectives because for one, you are a physician, you're a nutritionist, you have so much background in health. And then I'm also very interested in you as a businesswoman and a best-selling author and really that side of what you have built. So can you first just walk us through a little bit of your background so listeners have an idea of where you started and how you started in nutrition and being a doctor? Well, I never really had any choice but to do anything but nutrition. It's one of those things where if I go to a bookstore, I would like beeline straight to every health book. You know, all my friends were reading as younger women, we were reading things like, you know, Cosmo, Vogue, and I love fashion. I love all that stuff. But there I would, you know, be with like the diabetes journal reading through that. It was so crystal clear to me. And I didn't realize it then. I was too young and I wasn't actualized in the same place I am now to, to understand these were all big tells. I always was interested in nutrition and reading labels as a very young child. So my DNA was definitely wired into you will somehow be some kind of healer. And luckily, I was able to listen to that. And that was like, that was clue number one. And I only bring this up because I want people that are listening to start paying attention to what their reticular activating system is doing. So let me explain that. Your reticular activating system is actually an operating system that we all have in our body. And it means what you focus on grows and your body has no discernment. So if you say, you know, I can't find the salt, I can't find the salt, your reticular activating system only grows in your mind, in your body, in your nervous system that you can't find something. So when you are looking at something all of the time or when something makes you feel enthusiastic or joyful, You've got to pay attention to that because your reticular activating system keeps keying in on that and saying, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. So that was one. And the second kind of ritual that I had starting very young was that I would walk around the neighborhood, knocking on doors, interviewing people. This would make my mother absolutely crazy. I truly did this. I would literally go around randomly in the neighborhood. The second thing I would do is I would be in front of all my dolls. I'd have them all circled around me and I would act like I was interviewing. You know, I was always acting like I was like, you know, a Robin Roberts or something. Like, you know, I was on Good Morning America in front of my little my little dolls. So these two things, the combination of these two things, health, wellness, always focusing on that at very young and understanding that my thing was people and learning and acknowledgement of where a human being is at that point in their life and being so interested in their story and what I could do about it meant to me that I had no other choice. Again, not knowing this at the time. So when I was very young, I got working papers because I was too young to actually legally work. And I went for this job at Princeton University Health Services. There was thousands of people applying. All these kids wanted this job at Princeton University Health Services. Whatever reason, I got the job. And so at 16, I started working behind the desk in the main clinic where all the students would come in. And my job was an interface between the students and the uh, doctors. I fell in love with medicine there. That's when I could see the impact. That's when I realized what I was good at. And then, of course, I ended up you know, doing this 
as a part of my adulthood and studied a lot of European medicine because I thought this is interesting. They're healing a lot of things because they're not litigious like, like we are here. So they end up trying a lot more things than we do. And their tactics and strategies were very interesting to me. It led me to study Swiss medicine under a renowned physician, Dr. Thomas Rao, uh, who charges a place called the Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland, where they heal things that would blow your mind. So I ended up getting that a very interesting education. When I came back, I started seeing patients. All my patients said, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. And I thought, well, I don't know how to do that. I don't have an agent and I don't know what to do. So what I did was I went to a book, the book expo in New York, which was this big expo that they had every year. And I thought, what can I do? Long story short, I'm trying to make this as concise as possible, but I think they need to hear this because they need to hear possibilities. So I'm thinking, how do I do it? You know, how do I get an agent? Through me just asking people, going around to all these authors and asking questions and asking questions and not looking for anything other than how do I write a book and make it actually happen? And the two things I learned were you have to have, you know, at that time, you have to have an agent or you can self-publish and you have to be on social media and have a website. So that's what I gained from that experience. Very shortly after, one of the people at that convention said, oh, you should go to this seminar. This seminar, there's some agents and everything there. I went to this event. There were 20 people deep around any agent. You couldn't get anywhere near them. And so what I did was I waited for one of them to go to the bathroom, one that I liked, and I bolted after him. And I said, hey, I'm Dr. Kellyanne. I want to write a book. You're an agent. Is there anything that I need to know? How do I get an agent? We started talking. He gave me his card. and He said to me, you're a stallion, aren't you? He said, so I'm a legacy agent. My father was an agent. His father was an agent. And I've been in this business my whole life. And I smell success in you. And I'm going to take a chance. Call me on Monday. I did. And that led to not a one book deal, but a five book deal with Wiley Publishing, where I started writing. I had no website. I wasn't on anything, not Facebook, not Twitter, not like nothing. I wasn't, you know, Instagram wasn't even around that. So I was, I was on nothing. And I ended up getting a book deal with no website. And that alone shows you that there's a metaphysical part to what's happening in life. You just do not know. Sometimes it's not all about what we see. It's about this something that goes on, you know, behind the the, the veil that we can't even understand because there was no reason for me to walk out of that thing with a book deal. There just were really, it made no sense. So what I want everyone to know is sometimes things make no sense be in the energy, be in the energy that had already happened and just keep going out there in the world and be of that energy, be of that energy. And then you end up attracting all this stuff. So I I ended up listening to my patients. They kept saying, you got to write a book. You got to write a book. So I started writing books. I soon found out that publishers do nothing to help you sell them. They do nothing. You are completely on your own unless you really make it to the top. And then it's a little different. I don't have to do book proposals now. I have to get it. You know, I can do a phone call pitch. You know, they help me, however, but you have to get to a certain level. That's after 10 books. So I ended up, you know, doing very well with, and, and I, then of course the bone broth diet came and the bone broth diet changed everything. It changed everything. So then that kind of, that, that was kind of me piercing the stratosphere. I did a PBS special with a book. The book hit the New York times list. The PBS special was monumentally successful. One of their most successful ever. I was actually going against Dalton Abbey on PBS, which was a very, and I was holding my own. That's how successful the show was. 
So that pierced the stratosphere and thereby creating an entire food category called bone broth. There wasn't one single bone broth anything when I came out with this. Zero, zip, zilch, nothing. That is incredible. And yeah, you are hailed for starting bone broth. Like people knowing about bone broth, which is insane. That's accurate. So that is an accurate thing. But I I have to say something else in regard to that story. And I'm trying not to ramble on, but there's just so much to say in 30 minutes. I love it. There. So I have to tell you again, this whole thing, and I'm trying to pull in the energy behind success because there's there's brick and mortar success, the stuff that you see, and then there's the stuff that you don't see. So the stuff that you don't see is that I was at an event and I'm sitting next to this woman. And it turned out that this woman was the head person over at Rodell Publishing. So she and Maria Rodell, they were the kingpins. They, they made all the decisions. She was the absolute consummate decision maker, didn't get any higher than where this woman was in, in Rodell Publishing and had her pulse on every health book. They owned you know, women's fitness, men's fitness, huge conglomerate of health, of you know, this health list that everyone was, they were coveted at that time, Rodell, because they had this ginormous list. So I was sitting next to her in an event and I thought, this just doesn't happen. And she said, oh, this was before I wrote The Bone Broth Diet. I had written five books with Wiley at this time. I was just finished that. I was tired, wired, bloated, exhausted, burned out. And I was like, there's no way I'm writing another book. I just wrote five books back to back with Wiley Publishing, which is a very academically based publisher, which meant I was doing research like you wouldn't believe. I didn't, I was like, no way. But here I am at this event and I'm sitting next to the kingpin at Rodell Publishing and I'm going, all these people here and I'm sitting next to the kingpin and this was not assigned seating. I'm like, there's something to this. So I finally, she said, oh, I heard about you. You you wrote the book, The Paleo Diet. I heard about that. Oh, well, um, and I said, yeah. And if you think that was good and I swear, I have no idea where it came from. I still wonder where this came from. And I turned to her and I said, wait till you see what I have next. That's going to be a game changer. She's like, oh, you're writing another one. And I said, yes, I had nothing, nothing. But I knew that I was sitting there for a reason. So I got on the plane, got on the plane. She gave me her card. And back then when someone gave you a card, this was what, 2013, when someone gave you a card, it was like, oh, oh my God, you got a card from, you know, it was a big deal. There was no like exchanging, like, oh, just everybody's texting everybody, DMing everybody. It was pre that. So when you got a card, it was like, wow. So I get this card and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. And she wants me to send her something on Monday. I'm like, oh my God. I get on the plane and I'm like, okay, God, I have shown up for you in the the very greatest and best way I can. You need to show up for me now. What am I supposed to be doing here? Long story short, it hit me like a bam, bone broth. And I started writing. I wrote the proposal on the plane that Monday morning. I said, all right, to my graphics team, we got to get this looking good. Somehow make these words look good. I had to get, go to editing, put graphics in there, did you know all the, everything that I could do Tuesday morning. She got the, the proposal first thing in the morning. And no sooner did I hit send than I get something back and it said, we want an exclusive with this. Get on the phone with them because they knew. Get on the phone with them. They're like, okay, we need this in eight weeks because we want to hit bone broth. We want to hit it right at the right time, right when the weather turns. We need you. Can you do this in eight weeks? So the bone broth diet was written in eight weeks and I had to do research and studies and put all these things and test three different cities and make sure. And it was a whole thing. So it was a big thing, but you got to step up and you got to meet when something like this happens. 
and it is your moment. You got to just go. Because I knew this was the moment. And I knew that there was no playing small. I had to be like the ultimate tiger. Oh, I love it. And I feel like it's one, trusting that you're in the right moment for a reason. And then two, saying yes before you're ready. Like you'll never feel ready and just trusting you will get it done. You'll figure it out. I think that's so inspiring, especially for the next generation. I feel like, I don't know, in general, a lot more timid seeing a lot of other people be successful and assuming that's them. I can't do that. So it's very, very inspiring to hear. You got to believe, right? You got to just believe. You got to just believe and just do it. And you end up like, I like what you said. It's a matter of figuring it out. Like you always have to say, if I'm supposed to be doing this, this is my purpose. If I'm walking into what I should be walking into, then I'll figure it out. Right. So you are on all of these television shows and you are writing all of these books and you're a known figure. How do you become someone who can do that? How do you become someone who can show up that publicly and that big? I'll tell you how. You show up scared because I was really scared on almost all of those forums that people have that have watched me. But I knew my purpose was bigger than my fear. And it pushes you through. And then, you know, I also, there's natural ability. So you have to think about talent as your talent stack. And your talent stack is your natural ability plus everything you stack on your natural ability. So if my natural ability was writing books, being a doctor writing books, if I, that was my natural ability, what have I stacked on top of that? Well, for me, I had this very weird inclination and sense when I was in front of a camera I had a very high, what we call TVQ. I had a very high TVQ. In other words, I was very aware of everything around me, camera, lighting, angles, rapport with say Dr. Oz. I've been on a regular on Dr. Oz for years. Understanding rapport and having the ability to really bounce on your feet because a lot of times you're going to say stupid things. You're going to, but, but the biggest, biggest, biggest message I can give anyone about, you know, making it commercially or making it in a really high end, really high end television or whatever you want to do is you have to be brave. People who win are brave. So I have said things that I thought this could really suck. It could go over really badly. I say it. And so a lot of the things that I have said on these programs, the things that get me rebooked is what I always call my Italian, my Italian fire. That Italian fire got to be the point on Dr. Oz where the, the supervising producer would come out and say, okay, where are we on the Italian scale today? You know, and she, because, you know, they like that. So it's a matter of like, I had this natural ability. I had this natural ability to know everything that was going on around me. And I, that natural ability was stacked on by the fact that I had courage and I continue to have courage in public forums. And that helps a lot. Yeah. When you have a new project or say a new book, do you bring in that visualization where you see it from start to finish? Do you have any practices that people could use that help you with that? Yeah, it's a great question. Now more than ever, now more than ever, I use that. And the thing is you have to, so I actually start to see things, see them physically. So see the cover of the book. And, you know, I, I, People say, oh, I've got it all in my head. It's the same thing as like having it in your head. Really see it. See it to be it. You know, really see this and really feel it. And that's the big difference. You can't only see it, you have to feel it. So, you know, you're looking at the book and you're seeing the cover and you're seeing the words and then you're seeing, you're seeing, oh my gosh, 
you're hearing the phone call from your agent that says, oh my God, I just got word from the New York Times. You're going to be, you're going to hit the New York Times list tomorrow. Like you've got all that. So play out all of that in your head, go through the motion, see it like a, a, like a board, you know, in, in your, oh my God, there's the cover. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is the person who's going to give me a great blurb. Oh my God. I see the blurb on the front of the cover. I see it. So you really have to do all these visualization things. So before you even start your project and you start sitting down to write or whatever lead gen you're doing, whatever you're doing, just take that moment and absorb in and go through all the steps. Oh my God, this is my press release and see your press release. See yourself on whatever show. I I see myself on the Today Show. Just start seeing yourself in all these forms. Yeah. And I feel like the more you put yourself out there, the more you're opening yourself up to nose criticism, just people in general telling you what you're doing isn't good enough or it needs to change. I'm also currently um, in the process of trying to publish my first book. And I know I've gotten so many no's more than you could ever. And that's part you don't prepare yourself for and being able to just keep going and know I did this for a reason. I was guided to do this for a reason. Um, And of course, take any type of feedback along the way. But how do you deal with that? I need to know personally how you do it. You pivot. You constantly pivot. So this is not a day and age where you have to wait for anybody. What you do is you, you put that thing on create space on Amazon, you publish it yourself, sell the holy heck out of it by doing a podcast and meeting people that can help you. You put that book out on create space, you sell it the best you can. When they, then you go back to the publisher and say, Hey, I sold 10,000 copies of this thing. You're not going to publish this. Are you crazy? And that they go. So, you know, you just, you, it's always a matter of not seeing the same thing that other people see. Like you be complete visionary of your brand and yes. you do whatever you can. It's a lot of bobbing and weaving and pivoting. And what you said about a lot of no's, there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of knives being hurled around. You get knives in your back, you get no's, you get all, all of that kind of stuff. But that's like a, like a landmark key, key, key uh, character trait of entrepreneurs that they can take the blades. They can take it because there are a lot. And the higher up you go, whoo, the worse it gets. The worse yeah. it gets, the more knows, the more, oh, you stink. Oh, your diet sucks. Oh, blah, blah. It, you get more and more and more of it. Okay. So something I heard you say and on, on another podcast episode was talking about, you were like, this might be woo-woo, but it's really looking at uh, being connected to source, even with health and nutrition, which I love. I'm into all of the, these things. So when you are treating a patient or you're doing anything with guiding someone through their health journey... How do you connect with that? What process do you use to really bring in like full mind, body, spirit? Mm, That is a really good question. So you have to be able to connect with your source. And what do I mean by that? You have to connect to something that's going to take you to your highest plate, your highest power, the truth. It's your knowing. It's your dharma, if you will. It's like complete and utter purpose where you feel like you are in like this divine place of doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. And you get that by channeling that into your body. So how you do that is you, there's a lot of different techniques and a lot of different ways that people do this, but I just get really still and I breathe and I make sure that when I breathe, I'm getting air to my the very bottom of my lungs because that's very hard to do because we have five lobes to our lungs. And a lot of times we don't 
get air all the way down to the bottom. So I make sure I'm well oxygenated and I just kind of sit and I do this before a lot of interviews and I just picture this white light just streaming through my body and not allowing anything, any darkness in my body and getting my vibration up really high. There's also things that you can do tapping, like tapping K27 point. That's right under your clavicle where you feel the dip and the pivot and you just just rub that. That is so good to balance out your left and your right side of your brain. I can't even say before a test or when your brain has to be on fire, that is like so paramount for me to, to, to rub that. But really keeping yourself in a good vibration. A lot of keeping yourself in a good vibration is keeping the bad stuff out. It's not only, it's like not what you're doing. It's now this is may sound woo woo to people. Okay, so we have a field. It's an electrical field that we have. Our cells actually radiate a megahertz. So this is science. It's not just me saying it. So to have this protective field around you and how you do that is you don't let people in that you shouldn't. And, you know, I didn't say this Oprah Winfrey did, but when people show you who they are, you've got to listen and don't take it. Don't take 50 times to learn. Pay attention to how a person thinks. Pay attention to how they think. And if they don't think in a way that has integrity or that matches your paradigm, they will eventually be toxic to you. And that field becomes contaminated and your energy goes down. And then your ability to connect to your highest source or your purpose becomes diminished. So you've got to protect that field around you, protect the light within you. So good. So I could talk to you all day, but I know we have, we only have 30 minutes today. So my last question for you before I let you go is what would be your number one piece of advice for women who are wanting to start their own business or really just go all the way in on themselves and what they want to do in their career? Oh God, I could give so much advice, but just understand that we all have a gift in us. We all do. When you find that gift and you feel passionate about it, Make it make sense. Make the numbers make sense. And when you make the numbers make sense, because what I don't want people to do is they have this great idea, I feel so good about it, and then get involved in bad debt because there's good debt and bad debt. Good debt is awesome and it can carry you to high, high levels. But when you have this idea, this concept, and you believe in it, get the numbers that make sense behind it and then you just go. Be completely brave and completely solid and understand that it's very hard for people when they see you growing and they see you growing in a different way, they feel like you are changing. And when they see that, they become very deflective of that. They don't like that. So you have to really be sure on who you are and what your objectives are and where you want to go because it's not the easiest path by any means, but it is the most rewarding. And just to know that you are in charge and you are the CEO of your life is just there's no words to describe the pleasure in that. Yes. And adopt some of the Italian fire. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kellyanne, thank you so, so much. Where can everyone find you? DrKellyanne.com. There's no E at the end, but I'd love it if everyone would follow me on Instagram. I put a lot of content out on Instagram at Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci. My full name, it's the only forum, all the rest. TikTok, everybody else is just Dr. Kellyanne. Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci, because I came in a little late in the game. Dr. Kelly Petrucci, uh, I'd love for you to follow me on Insta. Yes, I can attest to you. I follow you on Insta and love all of your content. 
Thank you so, so much. This has been amazing. Oh, it's been such a pleasure. You are a doll. I wish you all the best. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode and are feeling so fired up to go out there and create that business or side hustle that's been on your to-do list, you know, a little bit longer than you care to admit. It is never too late to make the first step towards the life you want more than anything else. If you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to the show so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, keep becoming the woman of your wildest dreams.